Hey, Rage, I have an idea. What's that? Let's uh, watch a scary movie in July. Okay, is it, how scary is it going to be? Not that scary, but too scary for a little kid. Is it going to be a funny movie? It has a few quips in it here and there. Fun? I guess you can say that. <laughs> Sounds like you're talking about Haunted Mansion. So lame. <laughs> All right, hey everybody, welcome back to the show, Kaya Cinema. It's your host, Rachel and Noah, and we are excited to be doing our first video podcast. A bit awkward for us. So sometimes we don't know where to look. It's going back and forth, but please bear with us. Usually when we record these podcasts after a movie, we'll sit at the dining room table and we'll just like look at each other and have a conversation and hit record. Like we really just have conversations. But now that there's a camera involved, we want to... We're like, such rookies too. We, we were recording, but it was 4K and the camera got too hot. <laughs> and we were like 20 minutes That in. was Noah's fault. Well, I mean... <laughs> don't look at them for help, <laughs> help i do i do everything oh my gosh anyways but we are very excited ish to talk about the haunted mansion i'm excited to talk about starring eddie murphy okay <laughs> just kidding that's the 2001 haunted mansion so this is a reboot remake Call it what you want. It's not a reboot or remake or sequel. Everybody deserves deserves a second chance. The first one was so good. I never saw the first one. I think I was too scared. Honestly, that explains so much. would have been like nine. You would have been older than me and I still watched it. It explains so much. I was afraid of Casper. Oh my goodness. The uncles. He's the friendly ghost. uncles aren't friendly. Okay. They're mean. They're They're just like, but they're funny. Uh, the one skinny one wasn't funny. Anyways, so back to Haunted Mansion with Lakeith, Lakeith Stanfield. From Atlanta. Uh, from the, what's that rom-com? Makes you cry every time. <laughs> oh my God. I don't remember. The, you're the one? He, the perfect one? I have to think about it. Sorry to bother. He's in Sorry to Bother You, Knives Out. And so bad. I can't you remember movies. There's too many things to think you, about. Now everybody can see Rachel looking up on her phone. She is a fraud. Uh, Rosario Dawson. She's in, oh, someone great. Someone great. Yeah. There's the, that's what I was looking for. Uh, we have Rosario Dawson from Sin City. Uh, she plays Osaka from the new Star Wars movie. Do you know who Osaka is? I rest my case. What does that have to do with anything? It's Rosario Dawson. Yeah, it's I know you're talking show. about Rosario Dawson, but what does me not knowing who, who what character Osaka is have to do with anything you were just talking about in, in the uh, previous comment? Nothing at all. That's what. It's like the fandom of fantasy. Anyways, Owen Wilson, who's an all-time favorite, Shanghai Nights. Nights. Shanghai Noon. Shanghai Noon. Starsky and Hutch. Uh, Wedding Crashers. Wedding Crashers. Zoolander. He's he plays in Loki. He's gonna be in the he, new. He never disappoints for me. Even, even if it's a bad movie, I he makes them better. I crack up. He's good. His delivery is so funny. 
it isn't what he says doesn't even have to be funny, but just the way he says it and his mannerisms, he like whispers it. Oh, um, him and- Night at the Museum. Like oh yeah, he's good. I mean, he's good. he's literally like always playing a main role too. I would say like even though in this one you would say he's not the main guy, he's in it quite a bit, and every single time he's just so funny. I think the one movie him and Will Ferrell, it's like Midnight in Paris, where he was like the lead and like serious role. I saw bits and parts of. Well, it. he's gonna play Bob Ross in the new Paint movie, so yeah, I think so that'll be a little bit more serious. Actually, yeah. <laughs> um, who else do we have in the cast? Tiffany Haddish. Tiffany Haddish from, from Girls Trip, Trip, the comedian, and Danny DeVito. Uh, Danny DeVito from Matilda, and we have a Jamie actually, Lee Curtis don't know like a ton of Danny DeVito movies. Uh, Batman. Yeah. I have no idea. Batman Returns. No, I watched Matilda. Oh, yeah, Matilda. Um, and then and the little kid, Chase Dillon. Yeah, Chase Dillon. To be honest, he kind of stole the show for me a few times. and was really the heartbeat of the movie. Yeah. No? Is that good. saying too much? Yeah, that's saying a lot. <laughs> <laughs> so spoiler warning, spoiler warning, spoiler warning. We will be re- revealing key plot points and going into deep detail. So if you haven't seen the movie, tune out now and come back later. So, Rach, do you want to run down the synopsis or do you want me to? Um, I, I you can, can do it. I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. This is an easy one. So I'll give you the hard one next time. Okay. Um, the Haunted Mansion, reboot, remake, call it what you want is based off of the Disney ride. And I actually, it's not this too similar from the, I mean, in the 2001, they do go to a haunted mansion, but it's a different like set of ghosts and characters. Because it's not the same movie. It's, it's heavily, not a reboot and it's not, a, it's not a two. Well, it's about the ride. But it's your um, kind of typical haunted house movie of Rosario Dawson and her son. Um, what was his name again? Travis. Travis. Or what's his real name? I don't know. Oh. I already said it. <laughs> so uh, this mother and her it's son. Chase Dillon. Chase Dillon. Rosario Dawson and Chase Dillon. Moving. Gabby's the mom's name if you just want to start using the characters' names. Gabby. You're all Ruth. over the place. Gabby and Trevor. Gabby and Trevor. Move into a haunted mansion. Off the get-go, realize something's not right. Um, they try to leave, but the house is bringing them back. So to kind of get rid of these ghosts from haunting them and to get their freedom back, they bring in that ensemble cast that we mentioned. Owen Wilson as the priest, Rosario Dawson as the medium. No. Oh, Tiffany yeah, Haddish sorry. is the... Tiffany Haddish as the medium. Yeah. Danny DeVito as the professor. Who and knows about like haunted houses. And then like studied the area. Yeah. And Lakeith Stanfield as the, he invented. He's a tour guide, a haunted tour guide, but he invented a camera that can see the other side, like picks up atoms. There's like a word for it. I figure what they call it, but. Uh, it might've been, well, they, they, okay, they say astral projection, but that's what they were doing no, that's, when they would go into the. Other yeah. Side. Yeah. Um, and it's based in New Orleans, which is really cool. They, they, they did capture the heart of New Orleans really well, I thought. Yeah, they got like bourbon street shots in there, which is nice because that's where everyone like parties and hangs out and like goes for walks. You can just like bar hop, restaurant hop. I love New Orleans. We love New Orleans. Yeah, we held a little crocodile alligator one. Crocodile? I think it's crocodile because they get mad. Who gets mad? The tour guide. 
<laughs> okay, tour guide, if you're watching this, sorry we didn't learn anything. Anyways, yeah, Noah described it really good. Basically, they just want to be able to live normal lives, and they can't because once you step foot into the house, the ghosts follow you and they bring you back. So that is like the whole premise of the story. It is funny, though, because they don't the mom and the son are obviously haunted and they don't really tell people when they step foot in the house that that's what's going to happen to them. So it is kind of messed up. She says the course of your life will change forever if you step in the house. But I feel like you should say they told Lakeith's character because he knew he was going to take he was going there to take pictures of ghosts. But then for the priest, I'm pretty sure they probably told him because he had to do the exorcism. But they didn't tell the medium. No, I don't think they said that that they would be haunted, that they would be followed. I think they they everyone walking in knew there was going to be ghosts there, but I don't think they knew how explicitly say they're going to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were all making that joke throughout the whole movie. It was like really funny. Like, why would you not tell me yeah, that? Yeah, they like, do, yeah, I guess they, they do tiptoe around that and kind of stretch the truth a little bit. Yeah. It will, it will change your life forever. Um, oh. So, did we already give spoiler warning? Yeah, you already did that. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, we, we've had to redo this so many times. I'm, it's all a blur. Um, just in case, another spoiler warning. But let's get into our favorite parts now. I'll go first. <laughs> so my favorite part was honestly all of Owen Wilson's parts. And the reason why I say that, I know it's like a really broad answer, but you know, when you have like your funny character in a movie and they like throw out a million lines just to kind of be like a comedic relief. And like maybe one out of five of those lines is actually really funny. But I would argue that Owen Wilson's like was four out of five funny. He was like batting a thousand or four or five, 800. Yeah. He, he was, he was so hitting. It, every joke was just so funny and I was so shocked because even if I didn't like laugh out loud at his joke in my head, I was like, that's pretty funny. Uh, it was just, he was a no, really I, good we addition. Have, we have a really good theater we go to. So we have a lot of like engagement from the audience. Yeah. Before the credit, people are cheering when like Nicole Kidman comes on. They always After cheer the movies, people cheer and like during the movie, everybody laughs and has a good time. So Owen Wilson was getting like... Everybody laughing. Yeah, the theater was cracking up. I was too. He, he, I can never, I can never get enough of Owen Wilson. <laughs> what was your favorite part? I loved the little kid. He did a great job of building, being like the cornerstone of the movie. You had a lot of sympathy for him. He was funny, and he also becomes an integral part of the plot later on. Uh, and his decisions kind of dictate the outcome of the story. There was one scene in particular, and actually, Rachel missed this one. Um, but what- I literally ran to the bathroom. I come back and I say, did I miss anything? He goes, no. And then as we're walking to our car, he's like, the little kid had the funniest scene, but you were gone. I'm like, dude, I just asked you well, if I missed anything. It was anything. like a one-liner. They didn't miss anything really too big with the plot, but you missed one of the funniest one-liners. So, uh, Ben, Ben, Lakeith Stanfield's character is putting up a camera in the house. And he looks out the window and sees the little kid coming home from school. But he's being chased by his other kids. So, you know, it's very That's sad. super sad. He's being bullied. And later on, Ben talks to him. He's like, hey, man, I saw those kids chasing you. And he's like, oh, that? They're just running me home. <laughs> and he plays it off trying to be cool. Aww. And it was like sad, tragic, funny, and, you know, just all these rush of emotions with that one line. And, I mean, it, you know, you really felt for the kid. Well, also, his comedic timing with delivery was, like, perfect. 
He reminds me of like Manny from Modern Family, where he's just like too smart and too witty for his own. Yeah, he dresses age, like up. Age. He's always like, I dress the best every day. Yeah, has, I like, make sure everyone follows the rules. Like, yeah. I don't know why people don't like me. <laughs> so he was funny. Yeah, he's adorable. And later on, it's revealed that there's a big twist with his character. His his biological father had passed away, and he is being manipulated by the evil head ghost who is Jerry Leto's character, who actually, I don't know if it actually was Jerry Leto or not, because <laughs> it could have been anybody. He played this old um, headless aristocrat who would carry his head in uh, a lantern, but it could have, really could have been anybody. It didn't even sound like him. They had a lot of like amplifiers on his voice, um, but he's being manipulated by that evil head ghost um, and being communicated through his father. So he thinks he's talking to his father, but it's really the ghost. And that's one of the big reveals later on. And I think that they did a good job of that because they did plant the seeds early on where in the conversations that the little kid has with Ben, he's, you know, he's like, yeah, I was talking to my dad. And, you know, you think he says a very nonchalant, you don't think too much of it. And then later on, I feel like usually we kind of catch those like little foreshadowing bits. No. Well, yeah, I agree. We always do but catch them, but I, but I'm gonna. On. That's going into my critiques, though. So I don't want to like agree with you on uh, that too much. Okay. So it's kind of hard for me to speak on it because I actually think that was like one of the bad parts of the movie. And I think, they, but the little kid did good on his role. I agree. And I think that they didn't overuse him either. But sometimes they lean too much into it. Where he like these he Marvel movies where they're just all kid forward and they're just like annoying yeah, kids. Like he didn't really save them. Or do anything. I think one time he gets the hat, but he's not like fighting a ghost or I'm the hero. It's Which is kind of weird for a Disney movie because scope. usually Disney movies, they want the kids to be the heroes. So like every little kid feels like they're important in a movie. So it is interesting that they didn't make him like completely the hero, but I, I did like that too. Any other favorite parts you had? My favorite parts were... Another thing is, is I just really liked how fun and like lighthearted this movie was. It wasn't really like trying to push anything onto you. So it, you know, like my biggest critique with Barbie where they were like bringing up some heavy hitter topics and like they weren't really like concluding any of them. Whereas this movie wasn't really like trying to punch you in the face with information. It was just really lighthearted, really fun, really simple. And I took it for what it was. So... It reminded me of like Halloween Town or Hocus Pocus, where it's just fun. If you rewatch, well, Hocus Pocus is good, but if you rewatch Halloween Town, that's like. I love Halloween Town. Horrible. What are you talking about? I tried to rewatch it. It was like so bad. When did you try to rewatch Halloween? it? Halloween. I bet you he didn't try that hard. Well, Nate's like nine. That stuff's on all the time. I agree with you. Like, it didn't try to throw anything in your face, and it's, like, very light and easy. But I think at the same time, that kind of worked against it for, like, this franchise because it is, like, pretty well-known being based off of the ride and a lot of the remakes where this did feel like a... Well, I won't get too much into it, but left you wanting a little bit more, and it felt very safe. Hmm. I can see that. So, it's, like might be positive to you, but I see it as kind of like holding the movie back a little bit. Well, that's the same thing with like the little boy scenario where you're like, we always catch context clues and foreshadowing, but I feel like they didn't do a good job and they purposely left out a lot of information just so you didn't see it coming. More as 
If you rewatch it though, they say two, there's two lines where no, he, but he's they like his, they're gonna Rosario Dawson's gonna tell Ben about his father, but then the ghost comes, and then the second time when they're talking with the playing with the action figures, he's like, uh, "Yeah, I was talking to my dad." So they bring it up a few times of planting that seed of his father. Well, yeah, I get that part. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying like the whole part of him being like the willing body. So another part we didn't mention on the summary because we did this in the last video when it stopped recording is that the headless main evil ghost that's haunting not only... Headless aristocrat, let's call him that. Whatever. That guy, he's not only is he haunting like real life people, but he's also haunting ghosts. So he's just like the ultimate bad guy. But his whole thing is he needs a thousand souls, but the thousandth, thousandth soul needs to be willing. So he has 999. So in the movie, you kind of think like, why isn't he just killing them off so he can get his thousandth soul already? But they put a little fun twist on it where it's like the last one has to be willing. So the whole time you think it's going to be Ben's character that is going to be his last soul. But really, it's actually the little kid. Or actually, it could have been like a toss-up. Like, he really had he two had roads. He yeah. had a plan B, but his main plan the whole time was the little boy. But if he couldn't get the little boy, he was going to threaten the whole family and be like, I'll leave them alone if you come with me for Ben. So, I mean, that part was really cool. But I feel like they purposely... It's like one of those things where you watch like the... What's that movie on the Nile with that guy with the mustache? Death on the Nile. Death on the Nile. It's like one of those things where they purposely hold out information. So you are left in the dark. Whereas like, yeah, they brought up well, two times he was talking to his dad. To, to let you know that his dad was dead? No, maybe just that the, not that his dad was dead. Like we could have put context clues together, but I guess more of in terms of like the fact that like, the little boy was more sad, like him being so, I don't know. I just feel like they, they did it on purpose and I didn't really buy they, it. They talk I about didn't buy the twist. Rosario Dawson was going to say that his father, but then the ghost comes and he, he can't say it, but she's going to say his father's dead. Um, and then when Ben is talking to him as a little kid playing with the toys, he's, he mentions that he was talking to his father. Yeah, but you didn't feel like his father was dead what in that part. The, I, I kind of knew his father was dead at that point. I'm confused on what, what you... So what information did they withheld from you, withhold from you? I'm saying that them making it... I'm just saying they didn't do they a did really good job. Good. I just didn't well, really like the twist. I feel like they were purposely trying to withhold information. They only brought him up twice just to make it be like this big old surprise. But it's like you, you saw it coming still. Like it's... I don't know. It just, just I didn't really buy it. Saying they held information, but you saw it coming. But I thought I thought that means they did it perfectly because they plant those little seeds for the big reveal without okay. without making it too obvious. I just feel like it was like one of those death on the Nile things where it, they make it obvious that it's something, and then they try to like completely like curveball like you. Herring. I think it's called red herring. I don't really know what it's called, but I feel like they were just withholding so much. They barely focused on like the dad thing. They brought it up twice so you knew something was going to happen there. Obviously, it was either the he was going to fall in love with the mom or something was going to happen, but... Yeah, they actually never closed that out, huh? Their relationship. Yeah, but they, they just make it really obvious that the dad's not in the picture and then when he says, I was talking to my dad, it's like, okay, you live in a haunted house. Obviously, he's dead. So... And then when he leaves him in the car, that was like the biggest giveaway. I just feel like, yes, I maybe I was being a little bit confusing, but I feel like they were 
withholding so much information to make you not see it that it was almost so I just don't know. That's that's how I feel about movies like that, where like they try to make it, oh, I didn't see that coming, but I don't know how to explain it. So I'm just gonna stop talking. I guess I could see your point a little bit where they didn't they withheld information and by doing so made it obvious that his dad was dead. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, pretty much. I guess that's pretty much like the gist of it. I'm just thinking of it more in like a... I thought that worked out because there was a lot going on in the movie at the time. So then you kind of forget about that. But then when that reveal does come, finally is revealed, I'm like, oh, yeah, that makes sense because of like X, Y, and Z. Yeah. But I guess that's the part you dislike and the part I like. And Uh, then that's... But I was only bringing that up not to go back into like the dislikes because you said you disliked something that I liked. And I was like, it's just like the same thing. But then we went off on a whole tangent of me trying to explain what I meant because you're I still, annoying. I still don't get what <laughs> you're you mean. so annoying. I still don't get. I feel like you made me confuse myself. <laughs> like, like it's hard to explain it without going into full. Let's let's talk about favorite parts though, because I don't want to like. Okay. Yeah, you're you're making what's us go other, all over the what's place. What's your other favorite part? Well, I said that I liked the funness of it. Um, I think like my biggest favorite part though, like outside of Owen Wilson being like a really great addition to the cast was the angel winks that they mentioned. Um, angel be- winks. Where, remember the cat's name was Tater Tot? So it's like, oh, yeah, just yeah, because, yeah, yeah. so they basically call it angel winks in the movies and basically be just because somebody passes doesn't mean that they leave you. They're always there with They're you. They're always with you. And so in this house, he wants to talk to his wife the whole time. Ben's character wants to talk to his wife the whole time, but his wife had passed in a car accident, but she's, at peace so her soul never got trapped in this world like it's not bleeding into the world she already moved on she's in heaven or wherever her soul went um but they do say that sometimes you'll that your angel or your person will come back and they'll give you an angel wink and like it'll be like the wind blowing when you're thinking of them or like their favorite bird or Uh, the train sound of a train like just yeah in the movie they use the train example but basically like that whole idea of an angel wink really made me feel good it just because i mean obviously we've all had people that have passed in our lives so it's just like a really good reminder for kids and for adults and for everyone that they're like they're still with you or there's just like hope you know it just gives like a really peaceful beautiful hope feeling and i really enjoyed that you're messing like the beautifulness of the comments sorry um, but I agree with you. I like that part too. He ruins actually, everything. <laughs> Rachel called it with the cat. She was like, oh, it's going to be tater tot when the cat came. Yeah, at the and end. That was another part they did really well because you, oh my. they bring up the cat early on and you forget yeah, about but it. Yeah, but then as soon as they said Angel winks and you see the cat again, you're like, oh, that cat is his wife. But you didn't say it like at the time when they first... Because I didn't know if they were going to reveal it or not. Because usually when we watch a movie, when they do something early on, we're like, oh, that's going to be... It's usually so me. And so usually. She's a little better at it. Um, but I'm pretty good. He's okay. You're, you're better at it. But we, this movie, we didn't do that at all. Yeah, because I feel like that's the... Oh, they okay. got us. I think they got us. I literally just said I called the cat. And then obviously, you know, the kid's dad's the, dead. You didn't call the cat the first scene. You called it at the end. Well, the first scene, they introduced the cat. So how to be like, like, oh, that's the, like, that's this, the wife. They, they say this isn't your cat. He's been trying to get in here all day. Yeah, that's the first time they introduced the and cat. You, and you didn't say that's his wife then. Until they talked about angel wings. Yeah. Because you have to put the two and two together. Duh. 
Yeah. I'm not going to just be like, oh, this movie's so intuitive. It's going to be his his wife. Like, they talked about the cat, then they talked about Angel Winks, and then you see the cat pop in again at the end. You're like, that's his wife. Yeah, because they, they give you that They clue. only showed the cat two times, so I was supposed to know the the first time before they, they even explained. I thought they no, did a good job did. with it. I uh, mean, they did do a really good job with it. They made it like a really beautiful scene. I really appreciate that scene, but it was very obvious that his name was going to be Tater Tots. It might sound like... They it, also brought... I didn't like the scene, but I liked that part. It was... That was cute, and it did a good job. Yeah. I also felt that this movie... I, I felt that it didn't start off the best. It was kind of... I was going in and out of, like, engagement, but once it picks up towards the end, I felt that the movie ended strong, and it was, like, more fun and kind of what you would expect when they start incorporating that, oh, these are good ghosts. They're kind of on our side. They're trapped here, too. And they were able to play on the jokes more. There's a little more action. The villain is, you know, actually somewhat kind of scary. In the beginning, this movie actually did have some legit, like, horror elements. Yeah, I would say that it was, like... It would be a little too scary for, like, little kids. Um, But at the end, it was fun. They made the ghost, um, like, they look like ghosts, but they're not scary. So, like, a little kid wouldn't be scared. Owen Wilson's kind of at, like, um, you know, full speed at that point, cracking jokes off. Um, there's a lot with. So, are you saying your favorite part was the ending, or I thought the movie you're ended, all over the. <laughs> I thought that, that the movie ended. Oh, strong. ended strong. So yeah, yeah. I really liked like the last twenty minutes or so. Yeah, honestly, I was a little it was like that's what I, that's kind of like what I expected going into it to be like a fun. Mm-hmm. I agree with that. Also, you movie. you get a little nervous in like movies like this too because it's is kid focused so. It could have ended like super cheesy or like really unbelievable or just something too over the top where it's just not fun anymore. But I think I agree with you. It ended like perfectly where it left you happy. Like it was enough. So it was good. All right. So I think that we got all that off of our chest. We can move into less favorite parts. I think we should change it from critiques to like improvement areas or what's something that's a little more. Critique means improvement. I know, like but you critique it, it to be better. But something a little more like politically correct, or like, do you hear him? <laughs> something that's like you know less harsh. Note. Less oh. less favorable moments. All right, you call it that. Let's get into less favorable moments, Rach. <laughs> um, I think like the biggest one which we spoke about entering in this thing was that it wasn't released during Halloween. <laughs> Yeah. Why the heck did they do? Yeah, it would have been way more fun if it was a Halloween movie. It was kind of, yeah, it was weird. Especially with like Barbie. There's so many different types of movies out right now. We've got Barbie, which is like. Oppenheimer. uh, Glitz and Glam. Oppenheimer, which is very serious, sophisticated. And this, which was like family haunted. Yeah. So it was all over the place. Yeah. So if it it came out during like Halloween, it would have been a little, I think. Actually, it probably would have got a higher rating a little bit for me if it did come out on Halloween. But because it came out in the middle of summer where I'm like sweating, I didn't really like I wasn't. I, obviously, it's a fun movie. It pulls you into the mood. But imagine like going into the movie in the mood. It would have just been better. So, yeah, I agree. And it probably would do better at like the box office without having to compete with Barbie and um, Oppenheimer. Dude, Barbie's going crazy still. <laughs> we went to the theaters all pink still. No one cares about Barbie anymore. What was your Barbie What was, was your le- least favorable moment? Thanks for uh, buying into that. My least favorable moment. If I don't buy into it, he won't stop talking. My least favorable moment. 
I would say would be kind of when the ensemble's getting when they're getting together. Yeah. That's kind of weird. That's like, that's the part I try to go to the bathroom on because I knew what it, I knew it was happening. It's like one of those like heist movies where they're pulling in all the pulling in all the different characters. And I was like, I can I can leave during this part to go pee. So I like ran really fast. Yeah, like but Danny I, DeVito's character lesson. never really felt necessary at all. Well, he knew the house. What did he do? actually think about had it? Map, what did he do? He had he maps had of map. the house, yeah. But that whole part is like, well, we need to have an excuse to have Tiffany Hiddish and Danny DeVito in it. Tiffany Hiddish's character did a little bit more. But that whole like middle part was very clunky, kind of boring. A little bit more. She, she literally didn't. trapped the bad yeah, guy. Yeah, she, she did she more. Did, she did, she did, mo- she did most of more. everything. But then there's also when they all have kind of like a heartfelt conversation. Um, I don't know. She Her character felt like could have been executed better. What? Like outside like of her, like casting the spells, it wasn't, she wasn't really used very creatively. I feel like she was. I feel like she was trying to prove herself as a medium the entire time, talking about how many times she's done things and how this isn't her first rodeo and like kind of just like overhyping herself, overselling it because obviously she's really insecure about what she does. Um, and then she has like a terrible family who doesn't believe in her either. So, I think they use her character really well. Like nobody believes in you, but you got to believe in yourself type of energy. And then also there's like scenes where she wasn't able to astral project and Ben was. And so she's like really jealous and pissed. And it's just like, I think she was really funny. Oh, uh, I meant we're like the opposite. Cause yeah. that didn't really hit for me. Yeah, we're not I was alone. like, that's not too funny. And I would have liked to have seen more from, from her character outside of her casting the spells but to be honest like the middle part i can't even it was like so generic and forgettable i can't even really like pinpoint a part where i was like this isn't very good like i'd rather just like scrap that whole thing yeah it make movie like i think whenever they're whenever they're like movies are introducing new characters into it it's always like like usually typically if it's like a heist like type of adventure movie, it's always like a very slow part. It's really hard to make it really engaging when you don't really care that much. You just want like the fun to begin again, but they have to introduce each character about how they got there. But maybe there's like a way they could just like zap and like skip that part. And like, we got everybody. Let's start. I don't know. But yeah, something to make it like more engaging. Like two minutes rather than like Yeah. Like something minutes. just quicker. But what, uh, what about you? What was your least favorable part? Another one. What would you say? I said the Halloween. You're. Oh, I mean, that's not like a part of the movie. That's like, I wish it was released during Halloween, but. So I guess like my biggest critique would be that I didn't really feel like there was a twist in this movie compared to Noah's like whole argument where the little boy was the twist. I genuinely don't think there was a twist in this movie. Like there wasn't been cool if like, the little boy actually was manipulated and he was the last soul and then the bad guy did get released like in the middle then they have to like get him back at the end. Yeah, that would have been that cool. That would have been fun because the middle was so boring. Okay, but am I, I going to finish sorry. my... Like, why would you bring that up right <laughs> now? Thinking out loud. He's like honestly throwing me off today. <laughs> You're all over the place. Um, What was I saying? Oh, I was saying like there's no real twist to this movie in my opinion i know that noah disagrees he thinks that the little kid being his lot could have been being his last soul was a twist but 
personally, I feel like there was no twist. And I feel like that's kind of what this movie was lacking. It was like really mindless and really innocent. And I know it's a kid's movie, but it would have been cool if there was like a bigger plot or a bigger twist. And I just feel like there was none. Like there really was nothing to this movie. Yeah. They, they needed to introduce something bigger. Like there had to be on. something bigger, something scarier. Like, I don't know, something just a little bit more with oomph. Um, the because the kid of, being the twist, in your opinion, is not enough for me. That's what the beginning of the movie they really set up with Keith uh, Stanfield's character with him kind of being depressed. He starts off as like a astrophysicist, astrophysicist, physicist, physicist, astrophysicist. I can't say that. Whoa. <laughs> He's really smart. Astro <laughs> <laughs> science scientist. And he, um, you know, cuts later and he's drunk at the bar at like 10 a.m. He's a tour guide. So obviously something went array in between that. And it really delves on him, you know, his arc and building him back up. But I don't think like some parts they would do well of building sympathy and connection with the character. But then other parts, it was not very engaging. Like the scene where he talks about like, can you, talk to my wife and he talks he talks about her more like that part was done pretty well but they did spend a good portion of before of the movie before that too trying to essentially do that same thing i, I didn't really felt like it was that effective you didn't like you didn't buy him and his wife's love i did but like in the beginning at the bar that was a good scene but then basically from him being drunk at the bar the next day I mean, nothing. It's like a it's in the future, but it, it's like present time. He's drunk at the bar, up until there, until he asks Tiffany Hadishi's character to contact her. He takes off like his necklace with the wedding ring. Everything in between that, I didn't really feel that much for his character, and that's like a good like forty maybe. Like he didn't feel bad for him or anything. Like there was only like certain parts you felt bad for him. I don't get what your like what your critique is. I guess that like they're trying to make him so like mopey or you he's like the main part of the movie, but everything in between those two like I didn't care about what was happening. Oh, yeah, you know what I mean. Like he's no, a- <laughs> <laughs> I actually like loved his character. I think that actually I should probably add that to one of my likes is that they really touched on like depression and like. Grief is actually the word I was looking for. Yeah, they touched on they grief a lot. The, well, that's they accept it's the house, and he's a target from the main bad guy because mm-hmm. his grief is so heavy. He, he's an easy target. But during that, like, 30, 40 minutes, like, not really much was happening. He was, like, moping around, but it didn't really reveal more about his grief or... She wanted them to just, like, lay it all out every single time he was on the screen. No, but I feel like we needed something in between that. They, when, he's, when he starts connecting with Ben, I mean, with the little kid, Travis, they're, like, that could maybe have happened sooner or than it did. That happened a little later. I think it happened after he revealed the website. Right? I mean, to be honest, like, I don't agree with what you're saying, but I do agree that the little, I don't buy his relationship with the little kid. It was kind of cringe, honestly. Like he's like, come here, sport. Like it was like a come here, sport, like type of energy. And I didn't really buy that. Like 
that was going to be his new father figure. I think the little kid held up that relationship way more than the than Ben's character did. But the whole moping around thing, like, I don't really want to see him moping around for, like, 45 minutes in between. Like, you just see him trying to get on with life, and it's boring, and you might not like him as a person because of how grief has changed him. So how about this? When he first goes to the house, his camera battery died, but he's like, I'm just going to fake it because he's supposed to take pictures of ghosts. So he's like, click, click. And then he's like, oh, I'm doing calculations. He's just You hated that part? Like, yeah, there, I didn't really like that. And there was (laughs) scenes like that for the next, like, 20 minutes of his character just being dope. I think it was, like, I don't mind it. Like, I'm not saying I loved or hated it, but I didn't mind it. Like, I feel like... His character didn't really move along for, like, a good portion of the movie until... Well, duh, because he's... Like, that's who he was until his life was altered by stepping into the house and realizing that there's other ways you can deal with grief, that you do get angel winks winks, and that there's... But all that happened, like, really late in the movie. Okay. I just think they could have done more sooner with him because until he reveals that he lost his wife, his character, nothing was really happening with his character. And he's, he's the main guy, driving force in the movie. So a lot of those scenes like I are very forgettable to me and didn't really move the story along. Forgettable, yeah. Move the story. I just feel like they were really trying to show like his stage like stage in life with where he was with his grief. And yeah, it wasn't like the most interactive and like really fun parts to be watching, but I think it like made him more of a person. Like he's a grumpy person and he's not a people person. And I think they had to show that like he doesn't like people and his wife kind of really forced him outside of his comfort zone. I think that he was still character building and yeah, maybe it was a little slower, but I, it's not that I didn't like it. So. For me, it was like very forgettable and Fair such enough. a large portion of the movie, it brought down the overall rating of the movie for me. Fair enough. Noah, do you have any other dislikes? I don't really have any besides there not being anything like no twists. Like there really was not much to talk about. Like, Besides the fact that this movie had a lot to deal with like grief and like how you handle your emotions and like depression and stuff, like that's a really big one that they took on. And I feel like they did really well. Um, But they didn't like wave it in your face. Like it wasn't like super aggressive where like you have to get through your grief. You have to believe that people move on and you have to do this. I think they did a really good job just like laying out the pieces, kind of showing people a good way how to on hand to handle your emotions and like, it was a fun movie. So there wasn't really much for me to like critique or hate or love. I think that's a perfect, uh, let's save that for a little bit later. I agree with that. Yeah. So three words. Do you want to go first? <sighs> three words. My first word is going to be grief. That's a good one. Uh, that's kind of self-explanatory. My first word is going to be... I feel like my words are always kind of self-explanatory. That's why I don't talk after. You, like, you and your words cheesy, are like... You say cheesy for a movie. You okay, say, say your, say your word. Movie. You said like so obviously, meta. Obviously, you have to explain meta. Yeah, like I'm picking like... like. Go ahead, continue. Pick your word. Um, My first word for a haunted mansion is going to be... Buys endless amounts of time. It, I'm trying to think of a word that describes like late, like too little, too late. So I'll say um, delayed. 
was my first word. It just, it ended strong, but there was a lot of like fluff in it and didn't really move along the quickest, but it, you do kind of get a taste of what you are expecting from the movie later. So delayed is my first word. Okay. My second word is. See, now she's on camera. You see, she takes a while too. Project projection. I'm trying to think of a word on how to describe what I'm thinking. And the reason why I say projection is obviously I could be like really simple and say astral projection, but that's actually not why. It's kind of like a dual word. Shout out to astral God. It's like a dual word because I feel like a lot of people were projecting their emotions on one another and projecting who they wanted to be. And honestly, now that I'm thinking about this, this movie was even that's why I I liked this movie because I feel like it wasn't like trying to pretend to be something. It wasn't like Barbie, but then subconsciously when you subconsciously, when you think about it, it's like Mm. even Owen Wilson's character was like not a real priest. And he like, was pretending to put on this facade and projecting like who he was and what, who he wanted to be. And then when time came, he's just like, look, I can't do this. Like, I'm not who I say I am. I, there's just a lot of actual like emotional intelligence behind this movie that I'm thinking about it. But my second word is projection. My second word is quips because there's a lot of quips, especially from Owen Wilson. That's all he basically does. Uh, Danny DeVito a little bit. And then, Tiffany Haddish. Yeah, a little bit. And then even the little kid, he has a little Colin. like zingers and one-liners and it, then it cuts the next scene. And they're funny. I, I enjoyed it. But when they do that too much, it feels like, I don't know, like, you know, it, it's uh, like low-hanging fruit. You get a quick laugh, but then you don't really get like invested in character. So quips is my second word. My third word is going to be... This one's hard. I don't want to say something like dumb, like haunted, but what's like a fun word for a funny, like scary word, like a fun, scary movie. Like there's no word for that. Spooky. It wasn't spooky. Um, All right. I will go then. Yeah, you go. It will be foreshadowing. Cause to me, they got me a few times with the foreshadowing of, Yes, the, you heard it first. Disney movie got him a few times <laughs> with uh, his with father, foreshadowing their, that reveal, and then the cat being an angel wink. And I think they did a good job. It was like subtle. They planted the seed early. It wasn't too in your face. And if both of us didn't really say like, oh, like pick up on that early on, I think that, I think the movie did a good job. So foreshadowing is my third word. <laughs> My third word, I guess I'll just use spooky. It's going to be spooky. I feel like my words are hecka good. Spooky, grief, and projection. You don't even remember your words. You never do. <laughs> it's hard. <laughs> as soon as he says them, he's on to the next. He's like... <laughs> I had delayed. Um, which, which it's always the second one. <laughs> Quip. And the third... I just said the third one, too. Foreshadowing. Foreshadowing. Oh, my goodness. Gracious. Oh, no. I can never remember all three. That's because your brain only works one, like, tick one at a way. time. I can't, I can't go forward. Yeah. Back. He can't go forward and back. You can go backwards, but you, ca- you can't be going Same forward time. while going backwards. Yeah. yeah. It's, possible. it's possible. Trust me. All uh, right. Would you watch this again? Mm, 
tough one. You watched it's Halloween, Halloween Town again. I tried. <laughs> this guy saw his little kid. It's a Halloween movie, so it's kind of one of those movies where it's gonna I'm, come on. I you think I not gonna give it a favorable rating, but because it is like a Halloween themed movie, I would probably watch it again. Yes, it is like a good family movie. Yeah, I think I'm. I think I would put this one on with like JJ, my little nephew. So if I was at my mom's for Halloween, I would definitely put this on because I would have fun and watching. I think that's a perspective we have to come in at is like watching it with. Yeah, our nephews. Yeah, not just yeah. being adult. Well, because we wouldn't put it on ourselves. Like, me and him aren't going to just put it on to watch. But if I'm with JJ and it's like, yeah, I'm going to put it on. Because I'm going to have fun with the movie, too. I will admit, Owen Wilson carried this movie enough for me to, like, laugh a few more times. Yeah, that's a good point. So, and JJ will have a lot of fun. He might actually get scared, but. We should have Nate on it. But, yeah, I think it's a little scary. I wonder if Nate's going to close his eyes. No, we had to ask him. Yeah. So, that's, that's where that nine-year-old perspective really comes in handy. <laughs> Better than a 31-year-old perspective. Better than a soon-to-be-30 perspective. Ouch. A <laughs> uh, couple weeks. Yeah. Something like that. All right. So we have a new rating scale, which we've been through on the podcast before, but since it's through video, oh, we can, can we... Yeah, 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 can we do it? Do it. Oh, you do it. They'll be right <laughs> We did it together. One through six, using emojis. Um, we... Wanted to pick a grading system where it was an even number, so you had to pick a side, whether it was a positive experience or a negative experience. You can't be neutral on the movie. And then if it's positive, to what degree? And if it's negative, to what degree? So I will go first. And I almost had a change of heart with thinking about watching this during, like, spooky time. What a family guy. How cute is he? But I didn't. Almost. (laughs) I'm giving it a yawning emoji this movie wasn't horrible it missed the marks quite a bit for me and it took such a safe generic route that the movie was very forgettable even though it did have a fun ending and i did appreciate the clips the (laughs) yeah the clips is one part but the storyline between him losing his wife and like the broken families finding each other but just was in a way that wasn't super effective for me. So a yawning emoji. I'm going to give this movie the hands up emoji because um, yeah, the same. I do whatever I want. So. We, we've had a long day. It's really hot. <laughs> I know we have to turn the AC off when we record because it's too loud. Um. So, yeah, I'm going to give it the hands up emoji and I'm leaning more towards the positive side. Honestly, I just think this was a good movie. It was really fun. I didn't I didn't leave upset or mad and I had fun with it and I would watch it again. It's a good family movie. It's a fun movie. It's a fun movie. And it wasn't boring by any means. Like, I definitely could watch it again. Fan of the ride, too. They had a lot of. Oh, uh, yeah, that was one of my good parts. But you moved on really quickly. I forgot to bring that back up, circle it up. They had a lot of good Easter eggs because obviously in the ride, you're sitting in that chair, which in the movie, the chair is trying to kick them out of the house. So they're going through the house and like you can see the ride portrayed in the movie, which was really cool. So I'm really glad they did that because now when you go on the ride, you can be like, oh, they're trying to get me out of the house. Like, so it's it's fun. And they have like, when you you go on the ride, they show like the ball. Yeah. And they're dancing. And they they had that at the end too. Uh, And also in the chair when they're pushing... Danny DeVito out. Yeah. It was kind of like the seat 
interested in. Yeah. So they had a lot of Easter eggs about the ride. So if you have been to Disney, is it the same in Disney World? We go to Disneyland, but never been to Disney World. But the one list. at Disneyland in Anaheim ha- pays a lot of tribute to that ride. So that was nice to see. Yeah, it was fun. Is that it? Is that everything? Yeah. Is that everything? Mm-hmm. All right, guys. Well, thanks for joining us. Uh, we do have some exciting news, too. We One being a video podcast now, we also have a YouTube channel, IA Cinema. Um, we have we uploaded Barbie there, so if you guys want to check that out. We will be having a little bit different format on YouTube without spoilers and a more condensed version, trying to really play into that YouTube algorithm. So it's going to be about like, eight to 10 minutes and a more condensed conversation. Uh, I think for me, I enjoy doing like these long ones more. Well, yeah. Cause you like, I need, I need to like think out my thoughts and like understand it. He's and better then, at the long stuff for sure. It's really short. It's hard for me to describe my, what's in my head in like two words. It's okay, baby. But check <laughs> us out there. Uh, I'm excited to see you all. So yeah. And also don't forget, we also Kaya cinema everywhere you go. So on Instagram threads, YouTube. We also have the website kayacinema.com. So, I mean, literally just type in Kaya Cinema, and I'm sure one of our yeah, we, socials we will pop hear, up. We would love to hear And we'd feedback. love to hear feedback. Rachel's yeah. in charge of all of that. So, you'll be communicating with her. But yeah, let us know what, what <laughs> works, what doesn't work. If it's too long, too short, too much bickering, um, or maybe more bickering. But Honestly, the bickering's not going to change. I can't take any more bickering. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not going to change when you live with this guy. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks guys. Bye. Bye.